Justine's back on the Chillinoy podcast. What up, what up, Chillinoy? How's it going? Good. I got us a guest booked. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll keep that as a surprise, but uh, why don't we tell the folks about uh, your latest appearance on another podcast? That was pretty cool to hear. Yeah, I got to um, share my story of the first time that I bought legal weed on the How to Do the Pot podcast, which was pretty cool. And um, I don't know how historically accurate it actually is because i've smoked a lot of weed since then smoked a lot since then yeah i understand yeah Yeah. so you were it was a haze of a memory that you were trying you were just trying to give people the content though because what i under it was an approximation yeah i mean it was it was the experience yeah so uh the idea of this podcast is to demystify cannabis for women right yeah, it's um it's to make it's to help women feel more comfortable and more confident when they go to the dispensary that they can make good choices and they know what they're talking about cuz sometimes you go to the dispensary and it's really overwhelming and you know you don't always get the greatest customer service and sometimes, you know, male bud tenders may talk down to you a little bit. And so going in there and being confident and being able to make confident choices is important. So I totally appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, hell yeah. So again, that's the Do the Pot podcast. Uh, it's uh, You can find them at dothepot.com and as Do the Pot on Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say on Instagram, they're at Do the Pot. Um, and uh, I just want to see if I can't pull up their uh, profile picture really quick before we talk about um, some other exciting news. We've got a, a really cool guest coming on. But, uh, yeah, it's at Do the Pot on Instagram, and the description is Demystifying Cannabis for women's, Women. Tip on Tips on stress, sleep, sex, bow, chicka, wow, wow, <laughs> uh, microdosing, CBD, equity, and more. From host Ellen Lee Scanlon, I believe it's Scanlon. Yep. Scanlon, okay. Um, yeah, uh, so check that podcast out. I am so excited today to announce that we are doing an AMA with Rye Pritchard, who is uh, he's a co-host on Bong Appetit on Viceland, um, a, wi- a winner of a James Beard Cooking Award or something like that, or maybe that was what the show won. I can't I can't remember. Hmm. Um, Either way, if you want to check out the announcement that we made, um, it's on our Reddit page, and the uh, AMA will also be on our Reddit page. Um, it is starting on Tuesday, I believe, at 3 p.m. I'm just going to confirm that for you guys really quick and tell you a little bit more about Rye. So uh, the AMA is on 8.31 of this month at 3 p.m., um, it will be hosted on our Reddit. An easy way to get to our Reddit is chillinoid.net slash Reddit. Uh, that'll bounce you right through to our Reddit. It's free to sign up for Reddit. You can sign up. There are 15,000 other Chillinoyans um, on our subreddit. So Rye Pritchard is the... Holy dr- wait. Can you just say Reddit one more time, please? Reddit. <laughs> what? What? Proceed. <laughs> okay. Did I say it like 37 times? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Anyways, Rye Pritchard is the director of product marketing at Superflux. At Superflux, Rye develops the Flux. Yeah, I'm reading off of a read right now, people. I'm not going to lie. It's off of the bio that they sent me about Rye, um, the people at Superflux. So Rye develops the Flux. He's one of the key uh, brains behind. Uh, sorry, I'm adjusting my audio here. Uh, He's one of the key brains behind the brand's strains, product types, and positioning. Having worked in the cannabis industry since 2009, Rye brings deep cannabis expertise to the team, specifically in the art of cultivation, extraction, and consumption methods. Rye is also a cannabis photographer, writer, and researcher, as well as the former co-host of Bon Appetit, Viceland's James Beard Award-nominated cannabis cooking show. Um, so cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Again, that'll be uh, 3 p.m. on 8.31. It'll be hosted by Rye. Go there, ask him questions. If you've seen him on Bong Appetit, I know you met him. You posted a picture of you and Rye today. I did, yeah, at a my first Herbal Notes dinner. I believe that might have even been my first cannabis event. I could be mistaken, but uh, Herbal Notes, Windy City High was the event and it was all i guess his recipes um so everything was infused but unfortunate well i shouldn't say unfortunately everything was infused with cbd gotcha so it it wasn't like you know yeah, the way we roll yeah it's okay though but i made a um, friend and she shared her vape with me and that was really nice nice Hell yeah. Well, we might have something to talk about with Herbal Notes here in a little bit. Uh, we will be having a uh, spoiler alert, uh, we'll, or I guess teaser. Uh, we'll be having um, Manny uh, Mendoza back on the Chillinoy podcast. Um, so so really quick, I guess I'll just give a plug for Manny. He's opening uh, a consumption lounge for Herbal Notes. Um, so if you go to herbalnotes.co, uh, .co, um, you can learn how to become a member and consume with other Chilinoians. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome vibe. Manny knows how to throw a good party. Um, so we'll be talking to him about that. And uh, he gave a fucking TED Talk recently. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Manny's going places. I mean, he fucking won. Uh Netflix is cooked with is it cooked with cannabis or cooked on cannabis I can never really remember uh, cooking with cannabis cooking maybe? with cannabis it's uh, cooked with cannabis is what it is he is on episode 6 uh, and he won so Chillinois represent um, so Manny's going to be back on the show to talk about things but let's talk about something that recently happened in Illinois uh, cannabis um fresh off the wire really uh i've been having some conversations but let's just start justine with uh this simple question did you recently get an email from the illinois department of public health uh because i know you're a medical cannabis patient did you get an email i did with zero contents nothing in that email not a goddamn thing gotcha so um yeah uh the I, that was actually the first email I ever received with content in it, which is funny because before you had been receiving email with content. I think it's because I never signed up for the IntelliTrack thing. I never like re-registered Possibly, but it just, them. yeah, maybe. It just seems, 
I guess that's possible, but it just seems like uh, before everybody else was getting the emails and I wasn't, so I was having to ask other people like you and shout out to Chicago Dab Club um, <laughs> for sending me some of the emails, uh, you know, I, to, to be able to share with people as to what was going on. And uh, so, so this was the first email that I, I had actually got. And um, basically, it's explaining that um, they, they wanted to uh, start by sincerely apologizing to all patients that were negatively affected by their difficult conversion to the new system. They're working every day to help patients with errors that they're encountering with the new system, and their response times are getting better. So they're basically, so, you know, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, they say they're no longer issuing plastic cards. All cards will be printed from the system once the application has been processed. This decision was made in effort to decrease the cost for patients as they will no longer be paying $25 for the replacement of lost or stolen cards or information charge, uh, changes. Um, the dispensaries are all aware of this change and accept paper forms and will accept paper forms of your medical cannabis card or working with reciprocal states to ensure that they know we're now using paper registry cards, right? Because, you know, you go to Michigan, Las Vegas, any of those states with reciprocity, they need to know if, uh, if and what our card looks like. So I'm glad that they're working on that. But uh, there was one kind of qualm I had with the whole thing, and I reached out to Representative Bob Morgan and Representative Kelly Cassidy to see if electronic copies would be accepted because at the end of the day, you can pull it up on your phone. I mean, what's what's the difference? Why does it have to be on paper? And I, I said, you know, if the patient can uh, present their, you know, a QP number. Nice, our cat's like trying to get this fly and it's distracting the fuck out of Justine. Hey, tune into the Chillinoy podcast. <laughs> um, so uh there's you know we were asking why couldn't um they just present their qp number along with a valid identification if it pulls up that you're you know bob schlob and um your your valid id says that too um that then that should be good enough to get you know that should be good enough and uh for a while they weren't sure uh, but just tonight, they confirmed with me that IDFPR has notified dispensaries that patient cards can be accessed online through IntelliTrack, and they can accept the paper card, or they can access the information electronically, but it has to be along with an ID, like I was saying. That makes sense. So the card must be able to either be scanned, so you can scan it, you know. but some people, their screens are cracked, whatever it may be. Maybe it's just their screen saver, whatever. Uh, so if they can't scan it on your phone, they just have to punch in your QP number. You present your ID, you're good to go. Um, and if your phone screen is so cracked that you can't even read the QP number, go get it fixed, you hey, animal. we're not shaming people. Jeez. Jeez, Justine. <laughs> um, so we've heard of at least a few people successfully doing this um also the full spectrum podcast which uh that's that includes p 
people that work at New Era confirmed to me that they've been told by upper management that they can now accept digital copies of the ID. So, I mean, it's it's official. It's official, and folks, that's how you do it. You just you just point things out that you know that might, um, yeah, just voice your concerns, and a lot of times things can get fixed if you. You just say, "Hey, dingus, did you think about this?" Yeah, and really, what they weren't thinking about is the fact that not everybody has access to a computer or a printer, and most people though have access to a phone nowadays, which is you know it's a good thing, and they got access to the internet, and so that's how they they do these things. Um, oh, hey, Phil, how's it going? Thanks, my glasses are chill. Um, so. I've got a filter on with glasses right now. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram live <clears throat> doing this podcast. So um, here's what's yet to be confirmed about this. So you remember I was reading the memo and it said that, uh, um, you know, they're informing reciprocal states that were changing to paper IDs. I sent a follow up and I said, okay, so now that we've, moved to digital we've accepted that we're in the 21st century um are you gonna tell the other states are you gonna tell the other states (laughs) that yeah because because like what are the it's really weird when you go to another state because i don't i think that they just kind of take it at face value like they don't really i did to me they didn't really seem like they were verifying it they like took pictures of my card i believe but they weren't verifying it. I think for liability purposes, they. but I'm not sure, honestly. Maybe somebody else can weigh in on it. Um, but uh, anyways... Uh, some some states, I will say, they do have websites where you can punch in somebody's medical card number and verify that they're a patient. Yeah. Outside no, of like... I, the- I, yeah, so like Arkansas, for example, Hawaii, you got to apply ahead of time. Uh, Oklahoma, I think, is another state you can apply ahead of time. You got to just pay a little bit of a fee, um, but you have to provide proof that you are a medical patient. And so, yeah, they have some sort of way to verify it. But Michigan is what what I'm saying is like you just show up with your card, and I I don't know the person takes my card. I wasn't really watching what they do. I don't care. That I was just excited to to have that experience. But anyways, what's yet to be confirmed is if if out-of-state dispensaries uh, or in our reciprocal states have been communicated that change. I specifically asked that, and they said, we do not have an answer for that. So um, let's hope that that, um, that that happens. And you know what's funny about this whole thing? Um, people are saying, <laughs> I noticed just, and it's whatever, uh, just a few people commented on our... Uh, headline instagram coverage of this issue (laughs) um they were saying that they thought this might be a distraction from illinois botched license lottery rollout and uh get out your tinfoil hats no i uh i don't know if they were saying that like this just this happening and the timing of this or if um like they were saying our coverage is because because I was going to say, no, we're actually just about to talk about that. Again, yeah. um, I've been talking about that. Like, uh, we're going to, we're actually going to continue to focus on that. So let's talk about that. Um, yeah, uh, I intend to keep that conversation going. I'd love to hear your feedback on which approach you think is better between a limited license approach and a free market approach. Yeah, rip that bomb. 
and uh, that's that's really what I, the conversation I want to have. So a few people have shared their opinions with me, and one person pointed me in the direction of a Vice video, and we're about to play a snippet out of that for you folks that. Um, oh, uh, before I move to this, I want to say one more thing about that IDPH email. What's funny about the fact that you got a blank email? and uh, a lot of people got a blank email is that in that email they said that we will only be communicating with you through email from now on so that's going really well for them <laughs> isn't it um hey but i wanted to say that some people pointed out that uh that they were using like their mail app on their phone and it wasn't opening up but then when they opened it up in a different app like a gmail or an outlook app that it was opening up mine opened up and i use outlook so i'm just saying i don't know because it actually the screenshot that i saw online of somebody where it was blank they were using the ios mail app mm -hmm. so uh and one of the things that idph has apparently told people is that it's like on their end like on the patient's end yeah ios you just open it up in the mm -hmm. outlook and it worked no it's the the apple mail app you opened it up in Apple Mail and it worked. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, other people were saying that they were trying to open it up in Apple Mail and it wasn't working, but they could open it up with uh, Outlook. I couldn't open it in Gmail. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know, folks. Try that out, I guess. But at the end of the day, that's still a problem if they can't send out an email that works on all platforms. Um, okay. So, yeah, back to, uh, back to I don't, you know, again, we're not trying to distract you. We're not trying to... Uh, or what did they say? They said it's a, yeah, a distraction from the Illinois botched license lottery rollout. Absolutely not. Uh, I want to continue that conversation. One point, person pointed me in the direction of a Vice video, which we're about to play a snippet out of. Uh, folks on Instagram Live, you're not going to be able to hear this uh, because I'm just going to edit it into the podcast. But if you want to see it, it's on our Instagram profile page. Um, basically, uh, there's this video and it is called if you'd like to see the full video it's called what happens when a state grows way too much weed um it's on youtube and it covers uh oregon's like legal rollout of cannabis and basically um they go through they, they go through a bunch of different problems but one of my the parts that i found interesting was that they had the executive director of oregon's liquor control commission um, and they asked if he regretted not limiting cannabis license when they rolled out cannabis in Oregon. Because the thing is, a lot of people went out of business, cannabis hit bottom of the barrel prices, and a lot of people use that as an argument against a completely free market approach. Um, and uh, he basically said that he doesn't regret um, putting caps on production or on licenses um, and he thinks that the people that got in well let's play the clip on the podcast do you look back at it and think maybe we should have put some caps on production or on the licenses you know my job's not to second guess that I'm just the administrator but if you're asking me uh, I, I don't think so everyone just wanted to be the first in to have their stake in it and they were willing to take the risk to be a part of that market. So I don't think that's necessarily bad. And in a control market, they'd be left out. They'd never get that chance. And uh, 
we're back. Uh, I believe what he said was, fuck, I, I better play it before we... <laughs> I think his last point is the, uh, the best part. Um, in a controlled market, only certain people get a chance. But in a free market, everybody gets a chance. But you know, look, there's there's a lot there's multiple sides to this. I don't I'm not an economist. Uh I don't understand economics. Um but uh some people have commented um you know on on some of the things that I'm posting and they're basically talking about how um you know, yeah, you don't necessarily want um th- this is, you know, they're basically saying it's not profitable and i don't know i kind of ask the question sometimes should cannabis be profitable i look at it as like look it's a medicine but i also look at it as an agricultural commodity and i think we should just treat it like uh tomatoes and fucking just corn like you should just be able to grow it and yeah if you want to sell it on a massive scale you should have some licenses and you should be subject to consumer safety standards, um, but if you're not doing that, I don't. I just like like we got a tomato growing up, a tomato plant growing up back like, and it's just crazy because like we've got cannabis plants growing too, but we had to go through the whole process of getting a card in order to to justify that really. Yeah, to allow it. To allow it, yeah. Um like uh some people have said the free market lets people decide what is and you know who should and shouldn't be um there have been other people that have voiced that uh a, a totally um free market let me see if i can find this somebody had um talked about this and then we'll move on i think i got uh yeah, I got one more funny story that, that happened this week. This is a good one. We can talk about Justine. Um, but I want to try to find... It's actually from our good friend Vintage Buds. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I can't find it. Justine, help me fill airspace. <laughs> I, I mean... Yeah, I know. You have not... so he says generally i'm in favor of letting the market decide however i'm in favor of a well-regulated market that doesn't permit those with an advantage in resources to dominate it in other words anyone who wants a license and has met some minimum reasonable requirements should get one or two or maybe three after that you're done use them or lose them not sell them to the highest bidder until that bidder unless that bidder only has only two essentially this should be an opportunity to distribute opportunity to the largest number of people purely free market advocates far too often don't care about such things such concepts are useful only to the extent that they allow the concentration of wealth to take over and what they view as a natural progression that should be overlooked when it results in pretty much the same situation as the restricted licensed market we're currently enduring in Illinois. Both are bad for consumers because they allow the concentration of wealth to dominate other possibilities. Furthermore, such a regulated licensing scheme should clearly allow for the family farm instead of most likely 
instead of mostly out outla- outlawing it, I can't speak, uh, with even med patients getting what is so restrictive, five plants, it's mostly symbolic right to grow that is unlikely to allow the majority of patients a reasonable prospect of growing enough. Um, anyways, I like the point that, that he made that maybe if you know, you let things go a little too far. The what you might consider as the natural progression might result in pretty much the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think about the free market, we have. Um, I see. So somebody's asking in the Instagram uh, right now. So license caps, and it's like I'm. I'm just having an open discussion. I either way. I don't. I'm. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Because I think it's horrible here because of the way, the consequences of it. Like, people haven't had an opportunity. The prices are fucking outrageous, which is kind of what our story is about. The funny story we're going to end with. Um, And it's just like, yeah. So so you look at states like uh, Oklahoma or Colorado or Oregon or Washington and you look at the great fucking prices they have and it's like yeah we should open up the licensing structure and I, so I, so I'm inclined to say open it all the way up like what's the problem but then people point out this so I, I really don't know what's the draw and I feel like to an extent like <laughs> this is what's interesting about Illinois' approach they say that like they, they want the, the licenses to be limited so that the licenses have value which let's just be frank like i guess in the spirit of equity that sounds good but we all saw how that went and it doesn't seem to have really gone the way that you would have thought it would have gone it's not like this person that fuck it this person was given a fucking chance right this person has already the person that the people that won were well capitalized and that's why they won i mean some people maybe I'm not, I don't know all of them, right? (laughs) Maybe there's a fucking person that got a chance out there, but that sounds like a, you know, a fucking Hallmark movie. So, uh, anyways, I, I just, uh, I think that we should, uh, we should definitely open it up, but I I just don't know what the answer is, how open, because some people uh, act like all the way open is the wrong thing. And I don't know, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that... What was interesting in that vice... Not to... Go ahead. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. (laughs) It's okay. Well, I think that, um, like, something that I am seeing out in Oklahoma is that it is an open market, but now they're starting to talk about scaling back and starting to put caps on it. And, um, I mean, it sucks, but that might be not the worst thing to do. I mean, they're well, really... the thing about Oklahoma is that they don't even have a seed to sale tracking system yet, right? The, not, yeah, not a state traceability system. A state they've traceability. Their, they've got their traceability like database, but it's not in a real or a what do they call it like a real time reporting. Yeah, I don't know. I was reading this article today though about like basically how some cannabis you just like don't even know where it comes from in Oklahoma there's a lot of immaculate conception um but uh so um well uh fuck 
I took so the vice piece that I thought one thing that I thought they pointed out was interesting is that all of the dispensaries and cultivators all of those people that have money in it they're the ones that are complaining but the consumer is pretty happy about it that's one of the things they covered in the story was that like they, they showed a consumer he's like yeah I just bought a pack of fucking pre-rolls for 16 bucks and I would have never imagined I'd be doing that and so like it's interesting because the business side and look I get it it's a person's living right and so this is why I think that's the is that the other side and again this is an open discussion chillinois.net slash contact or go on any of our social media handles and send what you think in and we'll you know I you could come on the show or whatever I want to I want to have I want to continue this conversation um because like I don't know I feel like there's two sides to this you know and it's totally free maybe there's actually not it's not binary necessarily maybe it's a mixture of totally free unfettered you know just fucking no limits uh somewhere in the middle and then what we've done which is fucking only allow 20 people to operate in the state you know yeah like 20 people when i tell people that they just don't even believe it you know, and I don't even think it's actually like I don't think all twenty of them are active and fucking like producing, which is crazy. Like they're not all twenty in every dispensary. Yeah, no. So. So there's like that speaks a lot to the variety you find in any one dispensary in Illinois. Is that there's only twenty people doing it, and you can't get everybody's stuff in the same dispensary. Yeah, somebody makes a good point in the chat i've heard this one too and see this is why i swing back and forth you know because i think there's good points on or there are points on both sides uh free market creates a glut in the market prices go down and good producers with good product will survive the rest lose it all and leave it to the people that know what they're doing i think that's uh i think that's you know yeah well said and and that's kind of the thought i've had you know people some of the arguments I've seen against free and op- the free and open thing is that they say like uh, you know that it's just so hard to compete blah 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 and it's just like yeah but if you're growing good weed like you should be okay you know like I mean I guess if you're not capitalized yeah you're gonna run into problems but that's business you know yeah but you gotta think about it like if if like you're you are a wholesaler grower and all of your clients the people that you sell to are dispensaries and you are one in like a thousand right and you offer really good quality stuff so you charge a little bit more for it but these mom and pop shops they can't afford that when they've got 999 other grows that are offering them a lower price that they can like you know get a better profit margin on so that's kind of where 
it becomes an issue. I mean, because you can grow really good stuff, but you're still going to have to sell it really cheap, and you're probably yeah, going to take I, a loss. Yeah, and that's the point they made in the Vice video, yeah. that, that like there were some people that are raced to the bottom because they actually had enough capital to where they could t- sell it as a loss to bleed people out. Yeah. And I mean, hey, that's I think that's kind of what Vintage Buds was saying, you know, that, that um, if, if uh, you, you have a purely free market that um, you know the concentration of wealth will take over in what you might view as a natural progression but it results in pretty much the same res- you know result where fuck if you're just if you're capitalized you can take it as a loss and everything else and i don't know the way that like i look at msos for example because well, they that's... can they're generating capital in other states where it's not a race to the bottom so they can take a little loss and wait out the market but, in a free market state. But the, that's the thing, though. You don't often see them in, in very many free market states. But yeah. when you do, yeah, they actually have a little bit more fair pricing. I mean, just to point out one, like Sunnyside. If you look up Sunnyside in Arizona, for example, like the pricing is much more fair than... I mean, it's still pretty expensive for some cannabis, but like, you, it's a better price. I accidentally actually was looking at the menu one time in Arizona. I was like, oh my god, the prices got better. Whoops. This isn't the Illinois menu. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, though, that, and we've said this on the show before, I think that when new licenses come online, they're going to be able to make those price cuts they've done in other states. They're doing what they're doing right now because it's like, wherever the fuck are you going to go? Mm-hmm. And, you know, where some people are going is the black market, but some people, it, you just, some people don't know a guy and people say this on the community all the time they're like because some people will say oh stop going to dispensaries stop supporting the dispensaries why are the sales still so high if everybody's so frustrated and other people say look i don't want to go to the dispensary but i don't know a guy and maybe they can't grow at home that's the other thing because that's another thing people will say is that like uh you know grow at home then your problems are solved it's like well to an extent you can't you know you can't necessarily make carts easily at home you can you can figure it out um but uh yeah yeah. well i mean and and not only that you do have to think about like if you're renting somewhere, you're really not supposed to be growing. Not everybody has Unless a house. Unless you get permission from your landlord, yeah. Yeah, but you may not have permission from your roommate, so you may still live at home with your parents and they won't let you, or you just don't have space. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Um, you know, speaking of price and price breaks, did you, uh, did you see that a Sunnyside coupon code leaked earlier this week yes i did see that yeah so it leaked on il trees um we shared the coupon code Uh, we shared it after i took advantage of the coupon code because i didn't want all of you motherfuckers to ruin it for me (laughs) but uh so after i did that um people were redeeming it and people were really happy i heard of a lot of folk like over a hand couple handful of people that redeemed it were really excited i heard a lot of managers were really confused and staff members were confused 
why what everybody's getting 25 percent off some of them were like fuck i how'd you do this i want to get 25 percent off <laughs> you know and uh yeah i think actually what i heard and i've only, i've only got com i had only heard this from two people so i don't take this as solid confirmation i don't even know who they were it was on reddit but they were saying that online ordering was shut down uh, <laughs> that evening, earlier than the stores closed, which was interesting. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. Um, and people tried to use the coupon code the next day, which technically, so the, apparently the coupon code leaked from an email. Somebody hadn't shopped there in quite some time. And so Sunnyside sent an email and said, hey, you know, we noticed we have a shop, you haven't shopped here for a while. Use this coupon, get 25% off. But they didn't make it one-time use, obviously, because I, well, they made it one-time use for uh, for a person because I did try to redeem it multiple times, <laughs> and they it wouldn't let me. Um, but uh, but yeah, so basically, their marketing person is in big trouble. I hope not, because you know the. Nah, they're probably just mad at the person who leaked it. Hopefully. I don't. Th that's that. You know, I I hope not to that either, because they then to that to extent they could be upset with us for sharing it, and it's like, you know, um, at the end of the day, look, there are coupon code sites that I'm sure picked it up. I don't know that for a fact, but there there are coupon code sites out there that that literally uh, kind of search the web for coupon codes so that people can save money. And my thing is, sharing is caring, and if it worked, look, I don't know. Was it right? I don't know. Was it wrong? I don't know. But it worked, <laughs> and people weren't upset. The people that I talked to weren't upset. I heard some people that were confused on the professional side of it, um, but that's it is what it is, you know. Um, Here's what I'll say about that. That was the most positive reaction of, out of anything I've ever seen in Illinois cannabis before. <laughs> Especially when it comes to pricing, right? Well, yeah, that's just it. People fucking came to the store. I never go to the store. I went to the store. Like, they got me to the store. They got a lot of people to the store. And I think they should take note. I think people should take note. I think that they should consider doing a deal here or there. And I know that they don't have to. I know you motherfuckers don't have to. We were just talking about that. But do it. Because, like, look, here's the thing. It's no money or some money. And, look, you got some money out of me versus no money. I don't fucking go to the store, right? And if you give me a discount, you're getting some of my money, right? I'm just saying. 25% off is half of the store profit off that product. How do you know that? They, they. I thought they market up like a hundred, hundred percent. This is something that maybe the audience yeah. doesn't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, they, so they get it at a, at their wholesale price, which is not what you fucking see it on the shelves for. No, and then they mark it up a hundred percent. So twenty five percent is a quarter. Yeah. So, so how's if, that? If you look at the total price right not good at that's math a, people so that's a hundred percent if you take the 50 percent well once you add on the extra once you put on the hundred percent on the top then that whole number becomes hundred percent right so 50 percent would be the wholesale cost 50 percent is the markup 
Oh, it's mark. I thought I thought the markup was a hundred percent. It is. I'm. You know what? I I'm not explaining this well. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but I maybe know. you don't. I'm just <laughs> um. So what? I here's the deal. Like what? The ounces come in for like sixty bucks a pop, seventy bucks a pop, but they turn around and sell them for like three hundred, or uh, maybe a hundred twenty. If they sell 100. them for three hundred, then they get them for one hundred and fifty. Okay, one hundred fifty, and they turn around and sell it for yeah, a hundred percent of that. People are right now are just like tuning out. <laughs> you, the point is, folks. I hope what you learned is that those motherfuckers are marking it up. The wholesale price is actually, um, it's still pretty fucking high. I think grown into. Uh, report and compared to other states it's much more expensive per pound um but or per some unit i don't know um but uh yeah no uh, so some people some people are saying we don't know what illinois dispensaries are paying that's not public information it's not but we've seen it you know so let's just keep it at that uh it's cheap it's a lot cheaper than what you're fucking paying for. Like, just think what you're paying for minus, I don't know, it's like 70, half. yeah, half, half of that. Yeah. Stop acting like it's so easy. I, it's, it is easy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know. That was interesting. Did you guys capitalize on that? Did you get a deal? I heard of a lot of people that saved a lot of money. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I feel like feel like we helped each other, you know? Everybody that shared that coupon code, we helped each other out a little bit. So that's good shit. Like I say, I hope that people take note of that and uh, start to offer more deals. So, well, Justine, um, really cool to have you back on the podcast for a fireside chat. I hope that uh, our listeners... Uh, found it interesting I'm going to be doing a wrap uh, kind of a recap of uh, the entire month of August uh, with with some people that know what they're talking about I um, wish that when you had said that you were going to do a wrap that you meant you were literally about to start rapping <laughs> nope doing a recap of the month of August a lot of things happened this month including cannabis license lotteries and the you know result of those lotteries and people's thoughts on those lotteries and what it all means and um yeah there's a lot of uh, interesting things going on here in illinois and um one of the one of the things i guess i'll leave you guys with is that um i want to see um li- license winners the people that won the license start to advocate uh, a for everybody's right to grow like if they're for cannabis legalization they f- should be for everybody's right to grow not to to sell cannabis again if if they want to uh hey yeah thanks ralph wiley for stopping by the instagram stream you're always cool to talk to um you know not to sell but everybody should just have the civil liberty to cultivate their own cannabis like why is it a fucking crime if you can possess the raw material, why can't you cultivate it? It's not fucking dangerous to do. 
frankly most people aren't going to do it because it's a lot of it's a lot of work it can be a lot of work if you're not up on it you know and you don't have all this stuff from my understanding of the recreational laws in new mexico everyone has right to grow yeah i mean in in our arizona and michigan you know everybody's got the right to grow so that's the way to do it yeah it's the way to do it but uh illinois you know we're uh we move at a slow pace (laughs) i guess yep all right folks um check out uh some of the former podcasts we've done they're really good uh we did a podcast with Canabev featuring beavis and butthead um really cool that they were able to make it for the show um we have some podcasts coming out with some comedians actually two of them from austin texas uh austin texas that i i feel like i didn't pronounce that um ridge hirschberger which is uh probably the whitest name anybody has ever heard um and he is as white as the name sounds he's half amish or what is known as mennonite um and uh he's a stand-up comedian in, in austin texas um wacky person uh like i say fun conversation that we'll be releasing uh we'll be releasing another conversation with uh comedian lucas mccreary so stay tuned for that um there's actually an interesting yeah i think interesting is the best way to put it tie together between those two episodes um and um like i say we got that recap coming up uh manny mendoza will be coming back on the show uh you can expect that um pretty soon actually i i hope if we can make everything work he's a busy person so um trying to think if there's anything else that i wanted to mention uh really want to keep this conversation going about what is the best approach between the free market uh approach and a limited limited license approach seemingly it sucks here in illinois uh in other places it seems to kick ass i, I i'll tell you if uh if i could buy cannabis like a you know eight grams of concentrate for 120 bucks like we did in colorado on a regular i would have a problem there'd be a problem i'd be blowing all my money on concentrate so um it'd be way too convenient (laughs) so I don't really know that I have anything else right now. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Um, as always, uh, I want to remind people that uh, you should research everything we talk about on the show. Um, you know, I've pointed out a few things that you can kind of search up yourself. Um, if you need any more information about some of the things that I pointed out, if it wasn't if I wasn't specific enough and how you can find it, I can try to point you in the right direction. I don't want you to just take me or us at our word for anything. I want you to try to do your own research um, and come away with your own opinions. Um, We just want to give you something to run with. So, yes. Well, let's spark up some some weed, Justine. We got that good old-fashioned homegrown. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. I cannot think about... Well, I guess we...
We bought uh, Sunflower in uh, Colorado. So I was about to say I can't think of the last time. I bought some. I bought some flower. California. Oh yeah, you got some in California. That was. Y'all, I got to go out there and be there for the opening <coughs> of a dispensary that was like nothing you've ever seen. It was thirty-five registers. Oof. Thirty-five Beautiful. registers. That sounds like a superstore. That also sounds like a really weird way to measure the size of a store, but you know that's just the the part of the industry that I work in. Yeah, I mean, I think people get it. Whenever I go into a dispensary, there's only ever like four lines, five lines. The most I've seen like ten lines. You know. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? I've been I've posted this a few times before. Uh, oops, uh, Captain Crunch's Oops All Berries. It's probably the greatest quote mistake that humanity's ever made. Outside of you, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that was quick. That was quick. Uh, how was product? For the price out there quality great mid okay good for the price i th- assume you're asking me about colorado um since i'm the one that can read it uh yeah it was pretty good for the price it's pretty good for the price there was some stuff that was that, that wasn't as uh amazing hey miggy's uh requesting to join in on us let's pause this podcast here for a second so uh miggy just joined us on instagram he was at a music festival and he looked like he was having a really good time that was adorable thanks (laughs) miggy yeah thank you miggy from cannabis legalization news shout out to cannabis legalization news tom howard and lauren uh and once again miggy um they actually just hit think it was 30k yeah 30k is that yeah 30 fucking thousand subscribers congratulations and if you haven't seen our episode don't watch it because it's embarrassing um (laughs) so uh maybe we'll go back on the show and uh no i'm fucking around we were just we were new at it you know so um but yeah they're they're all really cool people we recently did uh or i think i i recently did uh, a podcast with Lauren. Um, I did a podcast with Miggy, and I did a podcast with Tom. Uh, definitely got to subscribe to Cannabis Legalization News on YouTube. Uh, they're the best source of uh, cannabis news out there. They got a really good, really good thing going on over there. So, shout out to them, and they've always been supportive of what we do. So that that's also awesome. Um, oh. Hey, there's a show tomorrow, um, and, and by tomorrow, today is 8.27, if you're still listening, for some reason, I don't know why people listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> um, tomorrow, Chai High Tours is doing a show with, and you might, you might already remember, you might remember this because we did a podcast with Colin Unger and Willie Griswold, um, they're doing a show called High Five tomorrow at 7 p.m. I can't find the fucking link, but I'll give you it here in just a second so that if you want to buy some tickets, go to a comedy show, smoke some weed during it, uh, you can do that. So uh, looks like 
if you want to buy a ticket, just go to chaihightours.com slash standup and uh, you can get some you, you can get more information so uh, looks like VIP access $35 general admission 20 bucks um, sounds like it's going to be a good time Willie Griswold uh, you might recognize him from the morning show Bob and Tom Colin Unger is a headliner at the uh, the Laugh Factory in Chicago um, both really fucking funny guys um, so definitely give them a follow on social media go back check that episode out we did with them and if you get the chance you're in Chicago um, go and see their show they're going to be doing more of those uh, in the future um, so that sounds like something I'm going to be at I'll tell you what so I think that's a good note to end on I, I don't have much of anything else to cover and i want to smoke some weed with justine oh you're so sweet so uh with that folks um we're gonna spark some up to close out the show who's still watching on instagram live amanda janish shout out to you whoever you are <laughs> you a real one uh-oh the Kimbology podcast joined us. We're, I think we're supposed to be working on uh, getting on that show, Justine. Okay. They want to talk to us about... Um, <laughs> Being the coolest people alive? No. Uh, they... Uh, gosh, I should get the Kimbology podcast in here. Do you want to join? What do you... Like they, oh, let me look up what they talk about really quick, just to give them a little plug, because they're a local Chilinoyan, I believe. <laughs> uh, Kimbology, um, and this when they said, you know, uh, oh, here it is. This is their slogan. And I was like, I think I could talk about this stuff. Meditate, masturbate, medicate. That sounds like a fucking Saturday morning for me. So I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that a lonely Saturday morning for me. That's the order: meditate, masturbate, medicate. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, we'll we'll be working on getting onto the kill uh Kimbology. I about said the Illinois podcast. Uh, the <laughs> Kimbology podcast. Um, shit. I don't follow them. Give them a follow back. What the fuck? What the hell am I doing? Um, so there you go. You got to follow back Kimbology podcast. Um, thank you everybody for listening to our stupid show. Please send back feedback. Please send back, uh, anything, any thoughts that you have. We're trying to improve. And, uh, you know, if you could send in some constructive criticism, that'd be appreciated. If you want to roast us, that's okay. Uh, you know, if you could do your best not to hurt our feelings, that'd be cool. Uh, because it's like, tough times people so we should all be nice to each other right so but just you know he's speaking for himself i'm in therapy bring it on roast me (laughs) no yeah fucking bring it on (laughs) um all right i'm cutting it where's that stop button bye ciao (laughs) i haven't stopped recording it yet (laughs) all right goodbye people